Hello, my name's Tim Howells. Welcome to the third of five short interviews with contributors to the 2013 book, Sacrifice and Modern Thought. The book is available now via Oxford University Press. For more information about the contributor or the book itself, or to get in touch, please visit the website for the Faculty of Theology and Religion at the University of Oxford. This can be found at theology.ox.ac.uk. We hope you enjoy the recording. Well, here we are now with our third interview of the day, and I'm delighted to have Dr. Nick Allen with me, who was formerly reader in the Social Anthropology of South Asia here at the University of Oxford. Nick, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Okay, good. It's a pleasure. Now, so far, we've had a few discussions on uh, the meaning of sacrifice that have taken place at uh, a bird's eye view, as it were. And with your chapter, we come back to Earth by focusing on one specific text written by two French scholars at the end of the 19th century. So just as we begin, could you give us a little context about that short essay? Who wrote it, mm-hmm. um, how these two collaborated, and maybe why they chose to publish it? Uh, well, um, the first thing to say is that they were both um, students of, or much influenced by, uh, Durkheim, who was at this time uh, trying to found a serious discipline of soci- sociologie as he called it, which is um, broader than modern sociology because it covers anthropology as well. Um, And of the two authors, um, I'll start with Mose, who was Durkheim's nephew, um, so of Jewish uh, extraction but not uh, practising. And he'd uh, spent the early 1890s uh, studying with uh, studying sociology and a bit of philosophy and other disciplines in Bordeaux, where uh, Durkheim was then teaching. And then he moved to Paris, um, having decided that he was going to specialize in religious uh, sociology, sociology of um, religious phenomena. He started learning Sanskrit with Suvan Levy, who was the best uh, Indologist um, at the time in France. Um, Hubert, I know a bit less about. I mean, he was really a historian and archaeologist interested in pre-Christian Europe and in um, the Western Semitic world. How they collaborated? Well, they became very good friends from an early stage. Um, Most talked of Hubert as his professional twin. They were born in uh, a month, uh, a few weeks apart, I think. Um, But um, uh, so they, they were in close contact as friends. But in fact, in the first half of 1898, um, Mose was working on the essay, but he was um, in uh, Oxford uh, part of that time, indeed quite a lot mm. of it. Um, and so they had to um, work on it by mail quite a lot of the time. Um, why and when they published? Well, the uh, Durkheim's ambitions for the subject included um, setting up the Anne Sociologique, 
a yearly publication, six or eight hundred pages, I mean a substantial yearbook, um, which included reviews of the whole of what he conceived to be the field, and started with essays. And number one in 98 itself um, were, had an essay by Durkheim, and number two was where Hubert and Mauss, his favourite disciples, um, published their piece. It's a fascinating um, example of um, collaborative work, actually, as I was mm. reading your chapter. Very interesting how you trace these personal, um, even familial relations between these extremely innovative thinkers. Mm. Um, so we have um, the essay, Essay um, on Sacrifice, 1899. Um, perhaps just very briefly, could you give us an overview of this essay? Um, what is its central argument? Well, it begins by emphasising in the Durkheimian manner that it is a contribution to sociology dealing with social phenomena which Durkheim and following him, his disciples, contrasted very much with psychological phenomena. And social phenomena were phenomena that were instantiated by particular societies, not general phenomena of human nature. They were precise and um, localised. Um, and then they... Um, make a few basic distinctions. Uh, in some cases it's really essential to distinguish between the sacrificer who carries out the sacrifice, for instance, cuts the neck of some unfortunate goat, and the sacrifier who benefits by the procedure. So they, they clarify these sorts of issues. And then they um, raise the question of whether sacrifice is um, a sufficiently unitary phenomenon to merit treatment as such. Um, and they conclude that, um, yes, it, it does have a, a certain um, unity. It's a religious act which, by consecrating a victim, uh, modifies the moral position, moral state of the person who uh, benefits from it and or uh, objects associated with that person. So they, they know what they're talking about to start with. Um, then they offer um, an abstract scheme which is based primarily on the um, blood sacrifice in India Indian sacrifices are of many different sorts, but they concentrate um, on the blood sacrifice. Uh, and also, um, probably Hubert's contribution for the most part on um, Old Testament Jewish sacrifice, Hebrew sacrifice. Um, so they talk about the um, different stages of the uh, ritual. Um, then they move to the variations uh, between different sorts of sacrifice, in particular sacrifices which uh, 
attempt to uh, increase the amount of sacredness in uh, something or someone and those which try and decrease the amount of sacredness because sacredness can be desirable or it can be undesirable. Um, then they have a section on the sacrifice of the god um, and then they move to their final uh, section which offers a, an improved, a filled out definition which takes account of all the data they've been considering um, and in this case it's a matter of um, communication. They emphasize that the point of sacrifice is to establish communication between the sacred and profane worlds uh, through the mediation of a victim, mm -hmm. something destroyed. And then they conclude really by um, uh, talking a little about the uh, functions of sacrifice. So far they've really concentrated on the nature, then they move to the functions um, and they, they think that um, sacrifice uh, establishes the realism, the reality of the sacred uh, and they as sociologists accept that the sacred is something real because it is something that real people believe in, it's really there and any scientist who thinks he can get rid of beliefs as mere subjective fantasies is wrong. So mm. the sacred is really there and sacrifice is one way of establishing it. And it also offers um, a support for the, I mean, the gods give something back, namely support to the individual who feels that, um, uh, the individual or the collectivity who feel that they're gaining from the whole undertaking. So do we have an echo there of what I think in particular most would write about later in a text that is possibly more familiar, uh, his essay on the gift and of gift exchange, which I think comes later in the 1920s. Yes. Are Hubert and most here proposing then that sacrifice does in some way have the power to affect or stabilise societal relations? Um, I think that that's slightly more than they actually say in the essay, but it's probably in the back of their mind. One of the difficulties is that Indian sacrifice, Vedic sacrifice, is not very obviously in, to benefit, intended to benefit society at large. It's intended to benefit the chap who pays for it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. I think this idea of gift is there in the background. Uh, they rather de-emphasize it because they, um, at the start, have attacked various other theories, uh, including Tylor, um, yes. the English scholar, um, Tyler's theory, uh, Tyler had had this view of sacrifice as starting as a matter of gifts and becoming a matter of homage, becoming a matter of renunciation yes. and they, they want to show that their essay is better and supersedes uh -huh. Tyler's. Yes, and they do begin, don't they, as you say, with that overview of British yes. anthropology, 19th century anthropology. It's, it's really wonderful and I would um, highly 
commend this chapter for its fantastic detail of a text that I didn't know very well myself before. Um, because time is short, can I press on to perhaps one final area for discussion? Um, one modern writer on sacrifice that has cropped up on, with a number of our, in a number of our chapters is that of the French anthropologist, theologian, René Girard. And of course, Girard quotes from this short essay, Hubert and Mauss, in his 1967 book, La Violence et le Sacré. Um, but are you able to say what Girard's relationship to this text is? Is it, is, it, is, it, is it formative on him? Is it important? Or does he move away from these ideas? Um, well, I did read um, La Violence et le Sacré, um, and I have a number of worries about it. I know it's been very influential. Um, Girard is not really interested in Oriental religions at all. No. Um, and although he gives the impression that he's widely read about sacrifice, he isn't really, because you can't really... You know, He's in the classic sacrifice. tradition of armchair anthropology, yes. isn't he? <laughs> yes, yes. Well, of course, Hubert Mauss were armchair anthropologists, but Girard's range of knowledge of sacrifice is somewhat uh, limited, I think. Yeah. And I think that um, he greatly overemphasizes the both the violent aspect of sacrifice, which in the Indian case is strongly de-emphasized by the texts um, they, they have very little to say about the putting to death and insofar as they do talk about it, it's cutting off the breath. It's nothing, mm. it's not bloody at all. Mm. Um, and also they, uh, Uber and Mose treat um, scapegoats as one particular sub-variety and don't give it great emphasis in their essay. So I think Girard has, um, you know, uh, has fallen into the trap of emphasising, overemphasising one particular aspect that is covered by this extraordinary phenomenon. Well, I am sorry that this discussion has been so truncated. It's absolutely fascinating. Um, but for now, Dr Nick Allen, thank you very much indeed for your time. <laughs> okay.